0: I am Danika and I am Myra and this is the Black Women Healing Podcast. A space
1: to discuss mental wellness,
0: a space to dive into soul care and vulnerability.
1: Here, we will support you on your journey as you focus on your healing
0: while also giving you the
1: work along the way. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast y'all it's official we are an amazon affiliate and it's only right because our let's heal book is offered on amazon if you haven't already checked it out go ahead and click the link in our description and check it out help us support you while we support us while we all support each other if you know what i'm saying all right y'all check it out hey y'all welcome back to another episode of black women healing podcast and if y'all noticed we've been doing a little bit more kind of medical journeys health issues um within the black community, especially black women. And so we're gonna keep it going, we're gonna keep it going. Um, And so today uh, we do have Nikki J and I'm gonna introduce her, or Myra's gonna introduce her in a little bit, but let's start off with a random topic. So um, this is most definitely on my mind. So I'm just gonna say, what are y'all thinking about the season change, the time change, the weather change? the life change <laughs> what are y'all feeling about just this time of year right now um there's so many changes in general um just how are you dealing with it um I'll go first <laughs> so for me the time change is always weird already just because of the whole hour like just you know and I don't know because I know uh, Nikki you're you live um what area do you live in if you' don't mind me asking oh, I live in Georgia okay so you live in Georgia and so it's so interesting what time does it get dark there now
2: um maybe seven six seven
1: o'clock yes so on the west coast it gets dark way quicker and when I so I'm from Kentucky and when I went home during the summertime I noticed that it got, darker later so it didn't get dark in, in Kentucky until like nine o'clock but in LA even in the summer it would get darker at like you know seven eight type of thing so wow. it's so interesting how I'm, I'm not sure maybe people probably know what that means I don't know what that means but anyways I say that to say that it gets dark here at about five o'clock
2: <laughs> wow
1: five o'clock so you you could be driving home you know or wherever you're at or even just looking out the window It's this five o'clock and it's getting dark and you just like, what is going on? So for me, it makes me feel like, you know, like I should be wrapping up my day when really it's like, I can be doing so much more. Um, so the time change always just freaks me out. And then right now in LA, it's been pretty hot. Myra, um, I don't know if in San Diego, cause it, the weather be changing, but it's been hot these last few days, which is also confusing. And I just bought a few little jackets <laughs> and I want to wear my jacket, but it's it's hot right now, y'all, but basically the changes right now have, I'm still getting used to them, what about you, Myra, how are you dealing with all these changes? Well, we talk about this every year,
0: oh yeah, you know it's that, Um, but it's been weird for me too, because I just started seeing clients in person, and so when I'm at the office, I'm like, I feel like I'm not supposed to be here, and so when I'm leaving, I'm like, feeling like it's like 10 o'clock at night so I'm like running to my car like just in case (laughs) because I'm in the mindset of like it's nighttime so seeing clients in person has been weird but for my other clients I've been kind of like canceling or like trying to see them earlier because I don't know what it is but five o'clock hits it's already dark I don't feel like it's getting dark it was at first Mm -hmm. but now it's just dark so I feel like I need to end my day so Mm -hmm. I've been eating dinner at like six (laughs) laying down at like seven I'm asleep by like eight thirty nine it's so weird I I can't get used to it I don't like it at all Mm -mm.
1: you're not gonna get used to it (laughs) I've never
0: liked the time change when the time falls back I've never gotten used because I don't I'm not a morning person
1: so I'm not about to wake up to have more sun that's just not me (laughs) this is true yeah Yeah. I, I feel like it was a law especially in California to change it or something
0: they keep pushing it back like they keep saying you know in 2023 we're gonna do it where it doesn't change 2024 now they probably like not even talking about it oh my
2: goodness what about you Nikki what do you think about all these changes um so I used to like fall back um Just because i got an extra hour of sleep because like my i'm not a morning person so i was like oh this extra hour of sleep is good but then i started to dislike it when i used to work at night because then i got to work an extra hour and so it was horrible so in this season it's been okay but i feel a little trick like one morning i woke up and i was like oh my god i woke up early and i'm like wait a minute though last week this was not early but this week is early so um i feel indifferent Uh, about the time change I don't like it getting dark so early because I definitely feel like it's later but I do think that after a few weeks we all just kind of adjust to it and we like and then when we lose an hour then we complain about that so um, it's interesting it's always interesting I think this is a topic that a lot of people going to talk about but it does signify that we're getting closer to the end of the year and I don't know about everybody else but 2021 has been very fast for me and I'm like hold up we're gonna go to 2022 I'm not ready can we get an extra two months less just two more months for this year because I can't so I'm always indifferent um but then we just all adjust but when you talked about California it made me think about Alaska because literally they spent half of the year with nothing but light and another half of the year with nothing but darkness and I was like at least i don't have that <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would never adjust <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean you know they paying people to move there, so if you want them <laughs> points,
2: <laughs> I,
1: don't I don't. Yeah, no, I I agree. It's a lot. Um, but yeah, usually yeah, like Nikki said, we get used to it. So hopefully everybody out there who's listening, hopefully y'all are trying to adjust. We in this together. Um, but let's go ahead and get started with the episode. Um, oh, Myra's gonna introduce you. Yes,
0: yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and introduce our guest today. Nikki J is an HIV educator and advocate. While in college, she went in for a checkup and received devastating news a few weeks later that she was diagnosed with human immunodeficiency virus. After receiving this news, she decided to get educated on the disease and seek out services. When she began her journey to become educated, she noticed a major gap in representation of women living with HIV. The statistics were high for women but low for education among women. Nikki J took this information and decided to change her major to nursing and attend Georgia State University. She graduated in 2012 and has been working as a registered nurse for eight years. In 2017, she shared the intricate details of her story with HIV on YouTube. She then started an online support group where she shares information with other women with HIV. Nikki J is also a blogger where she shares information about HIV and her experiences with miscarriages. She has also been featured in blogs and podcasts. She recently released her first book, Life After HIV, Removing the Mask, this spring. In this book, she shares many experiences that occurred after her diagnosis and shares how she made it through. Nikki J is on a mission to educate women around the world via the internet and through community events. She is collaborating her efforts with other community organizations, including the Georgia Mutual Aid Center in the Lakewood community, to educate others on the disease. Nikki J will be launching her holistic wellness center, Anaya Space, to eliminate HIV-associated stigma and provide medical services to women in the Atlanta area. Wow, you've done a lot of work. So, I want to go ahead and jump in and ask you what decided what inspired you to decide to go full first with your advocacy work with HIV in addition to the publication of
1: your book.
2: Um. Yes. Uh. So, what really led me to go full for- force into this work was that I was doing it in the background. So I was doing it very privately, mm-hmm. and I started to feel this frustration that came out of there. I was just frustrated, and I was like, "Why don't people know the truth about HIV?" And working in the healthcare field, I'm like, "Why am I the most educated person?" Like something there's a missing link. I went to nursing school and I know what they teach us in school. Um, and it's just a lot of things and I'm like, hold on, something's just not right. So people who knew in my private life would come and ask me questions about their own issues. they'll come and ask me to get tested with them. I would do it. And then I really like I have I gave my life to Christ when I was like 18, but then I didn't get saved saved till about eight years later where I and God just was like, listen. I sent you to nursing school and that's all great but you're doing a disservice and my life was fine I had gotten married I did everything that HIV told me I couldn't do and I was very satisfied and very content and when he began to tell me I was doing a disservice I was like but how like I'm living my life that should be good enough and he was like there are more people that need to hear your story so I uh after I wrestled a little bit I was like, okay, I'm gonna write this book, but I was gonna do it anonymously. And I was like, yeah, that ain't what I, that's not what I told you to do. I told you to help my people. So you're gonna get on your YouTube channel, which didn't have many views and share your story. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm thinking that I'll get 15 views like normal. Cause I had this YouTube channel for about five years at the time where I shared my video in 2017. And I shared the video and in one day i had like a thousand views and i was like hold up what is this and you know i had never and prior to this i had never only thing people knew about me was that they either went to school with me or they worked with me that's the only thing people knew about me i had never done anything that public before and so many people saw it and I expected to receive a lot of stigma I expected people to be like oh my god I hate you like what are you doing you shouldn't be telling people this and I got some of that but I got more support than anything and then people start coming to me so I kind of fell into advocacy work Mm -hmm. I didn't intend to do that I just intended to be very specific in my obedience and my obedience was do a video put out a book the advocacy part kind of was like, God was like, oh yeah, it's more, let me just, I don't know if you've ever been in that situation. He's like, there's more to this. And so I did my video, people started coming to me from all over the world, people in Africa, South America, people all over, was like, oh my God, your story inspired me, asking questions, they wanted to be educated. So that's when I started the support group. And then I eventually went out to put the book because the intention from the beginning was the book. And when I put the book out, that's when it really like dawned me like, girl, you're an advocate. Like, do you not understand? So people at churches would send their members to me. Um, like, hey, we my my pastor, my pastor know about you and she sent me to you for help. And so that's how it started. Um, but I realized that it was the best thing that I could have ever done. Like the the thing, the work that I do um, privately and publicly, I actually do a lot more work privately just because of confidentiality. Um, but it's always so rewarding, and I just feel like I'm walking into what God has called me to walk into. So that's really what God does. So I do feel like I got tricked a little bit, but I'm very grateful because that was the only way He was going to get me to do it.
0: Can you share what your YouTube channel is? I don't think I knew what it was. Just so we can share with the people listening.
2: Um, my i'll drop the link for you okay because <laughs> that is it's under nikki j but you know how youtube is big links and i and i named this thing back in 2012 so yeah. it's probably something weird so i'll drop it for you want make sure that we share it okay cool i'll make sure i drop it uh, okay absolutely yeah i want to
1: i want to go back and watch it as well like i i was able to listen to your podcast uh i think in your latest episode you was talking about uh just like following through I forget what the, the topic was um, but I think it's nice to to reflect and go back to the beginning of like kind of like you like you're talking about it when it started um, so thank you for sharing that um, for those who may want to support someone in their life with HIV but feel unsure of how to what are some thoughts on how they can approach this um, yes.
2: So if someone wants to support someone living with HIV, I have a few tips. So first, um, so here I want to share two, at least two important things. That's why I feel like I got, I got two good things for you that you can do. So number one, the first thing you can do is be a listening ear, because when someone tells you, say someone came to you and say, we're going to say it's a friend, right? And they say, hey, I want to tell you that I've been living with HIV. Your mind may tell you, well, let me ask a billion questions. But you should really listen to see like why they told you in the first place, right, and see how you can actually support them, because many people have different reasons why they tell certain people in their lives. So you want to make sure that you're actually listening and not listening to respond, but really just to understand and then ask how can I support you, because what you think they need and what they actually need may be different. So that would be my first tip is to really listen um, to what they're saying. The second thing I would say, make sure you also um, educate yourself, right? So that you know, what's true and what's not true, because there are a lot of myths around HIV. You can't get it from hugging each other. You can't get it from looking at each other. I know that may sound crazy. Can't get it from, because you know, y'all in the same house, they use that cup. You can't, that is not true. That's not how HIV is transmitted. So first you need to educate yourself because when I was diagnosed, I was scared too. So I can only imagine what other people experience when I tell them that I'm living with HIV and they haven't had any education. So that would be my first two tips. And the third thing is get yourself some emotional support because the person that's telling you that they're living with HIV, they may not be able to emotionally support, uh, emotionally support you. For me, when I share my story on YouTube and this had, I have been living with HIV for over five years at this point. And I remember only a few people in my family knew, and I had family members that came to me that wanted to ask me questions and stuff. But the fortunate thing I had was I couldn't handle it, but the people I had previously told, they were able to emotionally support them mm. because I couldn't emotionally support. Now, I didn't do that on purpose. It's just God had a it, it by design. So for example, I told my, my aunt who was married to uh, my aunt, that's my aunt through marriage, but I didn't tell my uncle. So my uncle was able to get support from my aunt. That was my aunt through marriage. So it didn't fall all on me because I literally could not handle the emotions that they felt at the time. So make sure you take care of yourself because it could be your daughter. It could be, you never know. And you have to just stay open, um, be open-minded about them telling you, because I promise it's not easy to disclose a status to someone. It's not easy. So that, that would be my three tips. And if you want more support in my book, I do actually go a little more detail about this, um, about what you should do if you have a family member or a loved one. So that was my t- three tips that I can think would be very helpful.
1: Absolutely. They're all very applicable. I feel like anybody listening to this, like you, you could, you should be able to, to do those things. Right. Um, and so, yeah, no, I think those are great. Um, so we know that you have, uh, that pretty much you have been a resource to the community, but what are some, uh, some resources that you feel are not shared as often as they should be shared with folks who are uh, diagnosed with HIV?
2: Um, yes, yeah, so there are a few great web, web resources that I use that are very helpful, and one of those spaces is uh, poz.com. Paz.com has a feature called forums, those forums save my life, so you can write in them, um, you can look at them, you don't even have to sign up to look at the forums, but it's just a forum led by people living with HIV where people are asking questions and um, directing you to um, other to just direct you to other resources, or if you're concerned about something, you can sign up and if you don't want your name shared, you can do an anonymous name, and then you can just ask your get your questions answered in a safe space where really nobody knows you. So that is one of the resources that really um, helped me. And another resource, I would say, you need to search in your local community. So I run a nonprofit called Nice Space, And we have a private confidential support group. You can't find it unless you've come to me um, personally and told me that you're living with HIV and that you wanna be a part of it. So there are others, I'm not the only person that has these support groups. And so it's really important um, that you do a search of what's in your local um, community. I know if you're in Atlanta, we have places uh, like Aid Atlanta is one space um, and they usually have a lot of resources. And um, it's a quite a few organizations. So definitely connect with an advocate. I'm an advocate, so I can definitely help you. So that's one resource that I think sometimes uh, people living with HIV may not know that there are HIV advocates and we're pretty open. So every time I meet someone and they're like, well, I've never met an African-American HIV advocate. And I was like, well, it's a whole bunch of us and it's a whole bunch of women and I connected to them like it's a whole bunch. And another place that's actually kind of new for me is HIV conferences. So if you look up HIV conferences, you'll find a lot of support there too. So those would be some places that you could look where you can find other women or men, if you're male living with HIV and get connected to what you need.
0: Wow. Thank you for all those resources. I'm curious when you were sharing about, um, supporting someone with uh, HIV and you know you said you suggest for them to get emotional support I'm curious about
2: folks who live with HIV and how their mental health is even impacted yes so mental uh how our mental health is impacted is a big deal actually that is my focus For my nonprofit organizations, I really, I really focus on mental health because one in four people living with HIV have a mental illness. So Mm. things like depression, things like anxiety, and there's also a condition called, um, they say it's not a mental illness, but it's called adjustment disorder. And what that is, is just adjusting to the news of a chronic illness. And it can leave you with feelings of sadness and depression, a lot like feeling like you lost a part of your life and things like that. So, um. It's very mental health is very important. I uh, created this acronym called REACH, right? And you can I got that free on my YouTube channel, and I talked about the first five things that you should do when you're diagnosed with HIV. And two of those is advocating for yourself and asking for help. And with those two things, this is where you start saying, "Hey, something's not right." I'm not I am feeling down. I have been having crying spells. I am feeling anxious. I'm worried about my future. I'm feeling this sadness. It won't go away. And you got to reach out for help because sometimes we just don't know. Right. Or or, because you can go around and be depressed with a smile on your face and nobody will ever know. I used to hide my depression very, very well because what people saw was she's successful. She's a nurse. She got her own car. She got her own home. She always doing something, but it was a mask. Because I, people didn't know I was living with HIV. Hmm. So it was a mask. And there are a lot of other people living with HIV who have not told people around them and things like that out of fear of stigma because people have thoughts and things like that. So if, if you are a person, a woman or a man living with HIV and you recognize you have a problem, the first thing you have to do is seek help. And the first place is we go see our doctors at least twice a year. So when you go talk to your doctor, tell them to give you a referral for mental health a uh, mental health referral so you can go see a therapist right so that's one um professional thing to do another thing is i i believe in healthy coping so some of us when you whenever you have a mental illness just period right so this could be for anybody who may be dealing with a mental illness sometimes we cope with things that are not healthy for us so we may cope with overeating we may cope with drinking you may cope with smoking um you may cope in other ways that are not healthy for you. So you got to turn those into healthy coping skills like journaling, right? Um, Finding something to relax your mind. Maybe um, I like adult coloring books, right? Go outside and get in the sun. Believe it or not, there is a, I learned this from a psychiatrist that there's a form of therapy that's about light therapy and it's getting into the sunlight. So stay. I know with COVID, which has had a huge impact on people living with HIV. you got to go outside. Maybe you need to go outside and sit in the sun, listen to your favorite music. Um, make sure you are reaching out to friends, doing things that you love to do. And that's what you could do in the meantime until you can get into therapy and then express your feelings. Sometimes we want to hide how we feel or we don't feel want to feel like we're singing the same song. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm always talking about how much this HIV is affecting me. I don't want to feel like I'm always talking about it. We don't want to run somebody like wear somebody out with that so just a therapist will help you with that um but also just get it out like even if you gotta write it if you gotta just say it out your mouth you gotta yell it scream it if you gotta write poetry because I'm very creative so a lot of the things I do I do it because that's how i that's how I was coping with my own diagnosis Mm -hmm. and it just so happened it turned into something beautiful but I didn't really do it and do it I didn't do it because I wanted like to be seen. I did it because I was struggling and I'm like, this is not working and I got to do something else. And I just empathize with those of us because of COVID. I wanted to make sure I mentioned this. When people were able to go outside, we were still in the house. So there are people who were in the house eight, nine, ten months. And that was really, really hard. And so I just want you to know if you're listening and you're living with HIV, I want you to reach out for help. Feel free. To, you can always reach out to me, reach out to my organization. Um, even, um, and I do sometimes get, we cater to women, but sometimes men come to me. I do have resources for men. My company, um, my organization just not ser- does not serve men right now, but I do know resources, especially in the Atlanta area. So if you need help, feel free to reach out to me. I would love to direct you in the right direction because I get it. I understand it. Because although you see me, I heard advocate, I'm still living this. And it's just very important that we take care of our mental health because it is connected to us staying into care, staying in treatment, and things like that.
0: Mm. Thank you for diving into that and being raw and honest with your experience.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like, Nikki, you do a lot of work for the community. Amazing work. Um, and I'm even hearing you talking about, you know, reach out to me, of. Um, which is a beautiful thing, a beautiful uh, space to be able to allow people to come to. But how do you take care of yourself, right, are overwhelming times and are defeating times? Just like it's you know it's a it's a lot. You know you're one person, and so how do you take care of yourself?
2: Yeah. So how do I take care of myself? Well, it is a um, not struggle. That's not the word I want to say. Um, it's 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 kind of intricate it's it's a lot that I have to do but it's okay so I take breaks on the regular it may not look like it but I do so I take a lot of breaks from social media those are the best breaks um, that I have so I do take a lot of breaks from social media but I also am a writer so I journal almost every day sometimes twice a day um my connection my relationship with god is really helpful um so i make sure that i stay in constant communication with god and even when i feel like i can't pray necessarily i'll worship or listen to worship music and things like that um that really helps me a lot it's probably the number one thing to help me but outside of that i do journal i see a therapist and a coach (laughs) um i do inner healing and deliverance all the time and also um Another thing is I try to make sure I have times for fun and for rest. Um, so I'm learning how to rest better in this season, to be honest. That's not something that I used to like. Um, but I'm learning how to do it because it just has to get done. So, like, I've been on a break for the past week, actually, and it's probably going to extend to right before Thanksgiving, uh, where I haven't been as present, like as much as I want to put out, like, say you listen to my podcast, I want to put out some more podcast episodes, I'm like, no, let me just take this two weeks, let me just pull it back, because then I can come back and go for a longer, um, a longer run if I take a break now, right, and so I just am intentional about my breaks, I'm intentional about journaling, and then I'm also learning to be very intentional about boundaries, Mm. so when I, when I say boundaries is this so sometimes you may have a good friend call you and they want to dump on you right I'm really good about saying hey I, I, I hear you and I want to be there for you but can I t- talk to you later because I'm overwhelmed right now I can't uh, I really can't handle the weight of what you have oh and God. you got to make sure you have a supportive a friend group that gets it and understands it. So I have been fortunate enough to have friends and a lot of my friends uh, do work like grief coaching. They do, um, they are in ministry and they do these kind of things so they understand um they kind of understand that but when I make new friends because I'm not of the thought of no new friends that's not me um mm-hmm. I do try to establish that boundary because I'm actually very introverted so I refuel alone and so they have to understand that so boundaries are so important important for me especially living with HIV because a lot of people who know me personally they forget um they actually forget because I don't talk about it that often and so sometimes they have to I'm
1: I'm sorry
2: sometimes they <laughs> sometimes they they will forget and I'll just be like "Hey, I don't I can't do as much as everybody else I got a good five things in me then I got to go sit down somewhere but I'm very transparent about my limits and things like that and I think that's so important but I do my best to take care of myself I love vacationing I love reading books um and I make sure I get my one day a week where I'm like I'm not doing anything and that's it and another tip that I think is, especially for people who are entrepreneurial, um, they're entrepreneurs or, you know, and you have a chronic illness too, because that doesn't stop, you know, chronic illnesses don't stop you from being amazing. Um, what I would say is just make sure that you have you on the list and that you don't allow your purpose to run you to the ground. Take the break. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I'm,
1: that's a it's amazing to hear someone talk about how they take care of themselves um and just just hearing you say you it sounds like you have you utilize community you utilize uh friends you utilize, you utilize healthcare utilize professionals who are trained you utilize your own self-help things like you have a a variety of things going going on and it sounds like it really does help so I think that's beautiful. Um, I know you already gave us a few little takeaways. Um, but if you had to give any more takeaways for
2: our listeners, what would you say? Um, so the takeaway that I would give is one that you probably heard, but I'm gonna tell you just, just like this. The takeaway that I would say is go take an HIV test. Get tested. This is an epidemic that we can end that let me tell you science has done some amazing things tests are more sensitive now you can get a test that could tell you uh your status within 30 days where it used to be you had to wait three to six months um getting tested is the key to ending this epidemic you have to go get an hiv test um you don't have to be afraid if your test is negative go back every three to six months protect yourself condoms still work um they still work and then also um which I can't get into too much detail, look up PrEP. uh, And that is a pill to prevent HIV transmission. And women can take that pill too. Men can take that pill. It is very effective. Um, So I just want to encourage you to take care of yourself and get HIV tests.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time today. And, um, we're going to make sure that we share all your links with our listeners. because This is important information that we need to spread.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so honored to be here and I just cannot, um, wait to work with you again in the future.
0: Of course. Have a good rest of your weekend.
2: Thank you. So that was such a good episode. Um,
1: Like, if y'all haven't noticed, I'm really into these medical journeys, uh, like these health episodes, just because I think that, like, I mean, every time I listen, um, I feel like for myself, I just learn so much more. And the fact that, you know, so a lot of this stuff we don't talk about, or if we are talking about it, it doesn't seem like we're talking about it enough. And I don't think there's ever such thing as like, oh, we talk about that too much. Like, it's always more to learn. Um, and I love a good personal story as well. So I know I'm going to be looking at her YouTube to look at her story just to, you know, gain some more insight on her experience. Um, but so, yeah, that's pretty much my reflections for this episode. Myra, what do you think about this episode? I agree. I also want to buy her book just because
0: I'm like curious. I want to see what it's about. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to also do some research on my own too. just I feel like topics like this, we got to educate ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: I really enjoyed that she was so open. Yes. <clears throat> well, um, yeah, other than that, you know, you all, I hope you all take a listen. I hope that you all um, like and share, subscribe to all of our uh, platforms and continue uh, keeping up with us.
0: So y'all, we have to shout out our friends over at Fiverr. We are officially a Fiverr affiliate. And I love Fiverr because you can literally go to them for any type of project you might wanna work on, whether it be if you need a new logo, you need help with the resume, you need help with social media, they help you over there. So go ahead and check out our friends over at Fiverr. That's five E-R-R. So five with two R's at the yeah. end. So go ahead and check them out with the link in our bio. and. Tell them that we sent you.